Welcome to this episode of We the Voters. As always, we lift up the concerns of all voters. If you would like for us to discuss an issue that is near and dear to your heart, please visit our website at pointcast.news and let us know in the comment section. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing the need for labor unions and whether they can help turn around our economy. We will also be talking about the steps of either joining or creating a union in your workplace, and if doing so, will will or can help meet your personal needs. Now, a labor union, for those who don't know, uh, is an organized group of workers who unite to make decisions about conditions affecting their work, including wages, promotions, benefits, and even their retirements. Now, our guest today is Richie Griffin, who is the president of the Bakery Confectionery Tobacco Workers and Grain Millers Local Union 372A. Did I get all of that, Richie? Yes, it's a, it's a mouthful. <laughs> it's a mouthful. Thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Now, I know the labor unions love to share that they have been instrumental in closing the, for instance, the black-white pay gap and addressing social injustices. But historically, labor unions have been run and occupied primarily by white men who are not always open to blacks and others or women joining their ranks. How do you explain the shift that has taken place? Well, to me, you know, um, the way that the whole reason why the union started was to help people. And, you know, back in the day, it was, you know, a big difference. But now it has shifted because a lot of the labor uh, unions now, they are Black Lives Matter. And, and you will see that on their pages. And you are starting to see more brown on their uh, executive boards and and, and their uh, leadership roles. You are seeing more brown people. And the I think the reason is, is because we have more people that are getting more educated as far as the labor movement is concerned because you know it 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 used to be uh us as brown people we we really didn't think about our future we only thought about right now and that's it but with the with the unions what we think about is the pension and the pension is something huge and it's it's something that the major companies are trying to go away with so, you know, like I said, I think that now you're seeing more brown people on there because they're starting to get more educated as, uh, you know, as time as time goes on. And they realize that pensions and all of that, all of those type of things that people used to have when they worked at Ford and all of those big name companies, when they had that, you know, they were able to retire, you know, now when because I, I do um, new hire orientation when people come in. And I tell them, you know, what's the difference between a pension and a 401k? And a lot of them say, oh, well, you know, I, 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 uh, I put money into my 401k and then when I retire, I have a 401k. That's perfect. How much money do you think that you're going to be able to contribute to your pension or you in the company? How much do you think you're going to be able to contribute? Now, a lot of them say, oh, I, I, I could put $200,000 in there. $200,000, that's a lot of money. That That's good. And what I always tell them is, okay, if you have $200,000 and you used to, to live in off of $50,000 a year, how much money is that really? That's mm-hmm. only four years. I don't know about you, but once I retire, I want to live way past four years. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of puts it in perspective to the people because – 
they don't really understand and they don't know and they don't see the difference because nobody has ever taught them. Mm-hmm. So you see your role is also educating your members about some of the benefits that they have access to, whether it's through the union or not. Correct. Correct. Okay. Cause we have a lot of different, uh, we have a lot of different discounts that we have through our union. Um, we, we even have one that they can go to school. Uh, they can go to college for free. It's an online degree. Um, it can be for them, their mom, their dad, their brother, their sister. Um, it doesn't quite reach all the way out to cousins, but it, <laughs> it's, it, it's quite a, a um, you know, a, a help because mm-hmm. like I tell them, even if your son or daughter or, um, mom or dad, you know, even if they want to go back and just get something to help them to get a promotion, they can do it for free. Or if their kids want to, they want to go to school for something, you know, but they don't know exactly what they want to go to school for. It can be a help to them because it can be a building block. They start here and then move on because the credits can transfer. So the union members have to, if they decide to take advantage of that benefit, do they have to go to school for something that's attached to what they currently do for a living or can it be anything they choose? No, it's, um, they have a list of things, but no, it, it, it has nothing to do with, um, what they're actually working in the field with. No, it's, um, they have a whole list on their website. I'm not, I can't even remember all of the things that's on there. It's, it's quite a few things on there though. Mm-hmm. Now, the your union is actually, it's actually been around since 1886. That's quite a long time. Um, yes. And it covers primarily, it's international, but it covers the United States and Canada. Correct. All right. So uh, the, the union that um, kind of exists today, did it happen, come together when the merger took place in 1999? Or has it always been the United States and Canada? Well, I don't remember exactly when they merged with Canada. I know now they're actually trying to um, get into Mexico. Um, but um, I'm not sure exactly when um, when that happened, though I'm not sure with Canada. I'm not sure. Okay. A, a lot of concern that people have with unions is some of the things that we see like in movies with mob bosses and mafias and all of that and all right. of the lore around it. So unions have taken like a, a, a sucker punch to the face um, when it comes to how they're organized. As a matter of fact, in the late 50s, I believe your particular union in its prior form had accusations of corruption with their president at the time, James G. Cross. And at that time, many of the local unions decided to disaffiliate. Now, coming back to the point where you all merged, you all were able to reform and rebrand who you are. But could you elaborate a little bit more about that history and what it took to rebuild your union after those sorts of accusations came about? Or were you aware that those accusations existed with your union? You know, you hear stories, but I've never... Uh, I never looked into it or I never, you know, um, dived that deep into uh, any of those accusations. Because like you said, that was in the late 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that was quite some time before <laughs> before I was born. <laughs> and, you know, if you go back far enough in any in any organization or any, you know, any uh, thing for that matter, it's mm-hmm. always going to be some kind of corruption or some somebody did something that they just should not have done, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I really don't. Um, I really don't know that far back into mm-hmm. time, you know, right. what was going on. I do know 
you know, a long time ago, they did have the the mobsters, and um, that's how they you've seen the movies started. too, right? Yeah. Right, right. You know, and that's how it kind of started. But um, you know, it's it's not that way anymore. You know, now it's not a you have to join the union. It's a do you want to join the union? And this is what the benefits of joining the union is. It's not a, you know, when you walk in the door, you have no other choice but to join the union. Mm-hmm. Now, it used to be like that, but now mm-hmm. we have the right to work state and so on and so forth. Um, and, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, a lot of times we do joke about that, you know, because you'll have the older guys, you know, they'll they'll come through and they'll say, oh, well, if you don't do this, we're going to break your legs. You know, that's what we do as the union. We break legs, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's all in good fun now, right, you right, know, right. but, you know, we all, we all heard the the stories and, and all of that, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's just, it's just not, not the way it is now. Now in my research, it also says that you all are affiliated with the AFL-CIO and the Canadian Labor Congress. What exactly does that affiliation or do those affiliations do for your organization? Well, the main thing that it does is it gives us strength in numbers because you're only as as strong as you are with your membership. So the more members that you have, the stronger that you are. If something was to happen, you have your brothers and your sisters to lean on to help you. But mm-hmm. now as far as the details with them, I'm, I'm not sure because um, I work at just my local. So I don't, you know, it's it's more, it's like a um, uh, independent store. So I'm like an independent store. So mm-hmm. you get too far out. You know, I don't reach that far out, you know, right. like, um, like things like that. I, I really wouldn't have any, any details on. Right, right. Now, recently, your union overall has been reported to have been fighting for hazard pay, PPE mm-hmm. and bonuses during this pandi- pandemic season. Tell us about how your store or your local union, local union um, invested time in those efforts. So um, what we do is we have labor movement um, um, meetings, I'm sorry, labor meetings with the different companies. And we tell them, hey, you know, this is what's going on in the world, the world has changed in the last, you know, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Things have definitely um, changed for us and it's changed for the people. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you know, we have to make sure that if this was to happen again, or if this even this COVID-19, if it was to break out again, because who knows if it was to break out again, what type of coverage are we going to have for the people? Mm-hmm. And Whenever you start talking about money with companies, it's, oh, Lord, here they come again. They want more money. (laughs) Well, how was it on the ground, though, when you're dealing that close to to workers who want to earn a living for their family, but they're concerned about the impact and effect of this pandemic? You know, there are lots of different responses, but nobody wants to get sick and certainly no one wants to pass away. What was was life like in, in the heat of this pandemic for your union members? It was tough because um, all of the companies, they gave all of the uh, employees letters so that they can, you know, continue to come back and forth to work. And a lot of them had uh, situations where their kids were, you know, at the beginning, their kids were, you know, somebody would get sick. They would have to go to the school, bring them home and so on and so forth while they were leaving work. 
Mm. And anytime they leave work, sometimes they will get points or, you know, occurrences and things of that nature. So what we had to do is we had to talk to the companies like, hey, you know, it's not this person's fault that this is going on in the world, you know. Mm. So we had to talk to them about that and we had to try to come up with some kind of of, uh, compromise because it is tough for people because if they, you know, they're one of their kids, somebody in the classroom contracted the virus and now everybody has to quarantine. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we have single mothers, we have single dads, you know, that work Mm -hmm. in the plants. Mm -hmm. And if that single mom or that single dad, if they have to be off work, not only is that, um, you know, taking a toll over their pockets, but it's also, um, you know, we want to make sure that the companies are not pointing them or disciplining them for being off work like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, um, it, it was tough at first, but the companies got on board, um, because it was, you know, going over all over the world. So mm-hmm. the companies did, you know, get on board and, um, they did help us out a lot. Um, some of the companies did give us, uh, you know, different little bonuses. And if you had to quarantine, they still paid you and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned something called points. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what? What? What does that refer to? You said losing points for attendance leaving the job. Attendance points, and that yes. was if you accumulate enough points, but you lose your job. Is that how that basically works? Potentially, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. I just want to have clarification for those who might be listening and who don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Now, pay increases are the general thing when people think about unions they think mm-hmm. about pay increases fighting for pay increases not just during times like these but just in general how do you go about negotiating pay increases is it as dramatic as it seems in the movies where you're going back and forth in these heated battles with companies or or is it something different what is that space like for you as the president of this union it is very difficult because <laughs> the companies aren't they're in business to make money and we get that, you know, we, we understand that fully, but, um, you know, you have to pay people what their, what their, uh, their time is worth for doing that job. Now, are you going to always get as much as you think that you should? Of course not. You know, I would love to get paid $200 an hour. That'd be perfect, <laughs> but it's just not realistic. Probably not. Probably <laughs> no, not. <laughs> not realistic, but you know, you have to kind of balance because with, with us, we balance the, um, the pay, but also with the benefits as far as your health care, uh, dental, medical, and all that. And mm-hmm. then you also have um, your pension. Mm-hmm. So the company pays into your pension. They they pay a portion of your health care, of course. And then uh, you have your actual hourly wage. Well, when you look at your hourly wage, you also look at how many um, how many days off do you get? How many personal days do you get? Or how many PTO hours do you get? Mm-hmm. Or how many holidays do you get off? Because the company looks at all of that as money that they're paying out to you. So we try to explain to people that, you know, all of it is just one big bucket of money and then they're just dividing it up. Mm-hmm. So we always want to try to get, a, you know, a decent um, increase on their wages and also on their um like we, we, we try to look at the, uh, if someone was to have someone pass away in their family. So we look at that. How many days off does this person get? Because when you're grieving, you really don't want that person to be at work because a lot of times that person is not in the mindset 
of which that they could come in and work and run machinery for 10, 12 hours. Good so point. Good point. We look at different things like that. And it's all, like I said, it's all kind of in the same bucket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, recently in the news, you probably heard about the efforts of Amazon to unionize its workers. Mm-hmm. Um, that attempt has since failed. Uh, there were mm-hmm. even accusations that Amazon interfered in the processes uh, of, uh, in the process of workers trying to organize themselves. Uh, do you, See, do you have issues with companies interfering with with your members or trying to influence your members? Yes, companies always, always, always trying to interfere with the union. And the reason why is because companies don't want somebody else telling them how they're going to have to run their business. They nobody wants that, you know. And when when you do have that. We do have the National Labor Board that we do contact. And um, now that we have um, different um, legislations and all of that that's going on now, it's kind of changing a little bit and it's helping us uh, helping us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, while um, the way that it was ran, it was more company uh, based, mm-hmm. but now it's starting to shift a little bit mm-hmm. to where it's more employee based, for instance, mm-hmm. We had Hostess um, quite a while back, Hostess, when they stopped paying into the pension funds and all of that, that was a huge, huge hit to us. And the reason why is because Hostess was so big, you know, Wonder Bread, you know, they Mm -hmm. were so big. Well, when they stopped paying into it, like the one here in Indy, um, the plant over here on Shayland, they stopped paying into it and then they um, eventually closed and reopened. And when they reopened, they were, uh, of course, non-union, and when right. they reopened, they were paying people eleven dollars an hour. Mm. Now these people were used to getting around twenty dollars an hour, so it was a huge, huge drop in pay. Wow. Well, now since then, um, we have reorganized that plant, and now that plant is back up to uh, right around twenty-two, around there, uh, okay. just depending on what job you 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 take on. Okay. But. With Amazon, it's the same thing. You know, we we don't, like I said, we don't only look at the pay. You know, mm-hmm. pay is huge for everybody, of course. Right, right. But we also look at longevity. So we look at the pension because when you, you work at a job for 20 years, we want to make sure that you have something to fall back on because once you get 50, 60, 70 years old, mm-hmm. you know, you're no longer going to be going out there and doing that hard, hard labor right. that you may get paid quite a bit amount for, mm-hmm. but you're just not going to be able to do it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that you're covered. You mm-hmm. worked at a company for 20, 30 years that you do have something coming to you after mm-hmm. working that company for so long. Mm-hmm. But the companies, they will at every cost, they will try to uh, stop you from forming a union at that plant. And the reason why is because the companies can no longer just say, okay, you come in, you're going to do this. You come in, you're going to do that. They can't do things like that anymore because it's going to be a contract. Mm-hmm. And that contract is going to tell the, co- the company what they can do and what they cannot do. And it's also going to tell the employees what they can do and what they cannot do. Mm-hmm. And whenever you have that in black and white, you can no longer just come into work and you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know what time you're going to get off. You don't know when your next pay raise is going to be. You don't know if, if you had a death in the family, if you're going to be able to go to that funeral without getting an occurrence or anything right. like that, right. without getting any kind of disciplinary action. 
Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we that's mainly what we do. We we try to we try to be that voice for the people because a mm-hmm. lot of people they don't have that voice to where they'll go up to management and tell them, hey, you know, I don't want to do this or this is not fair to me. I want to mm-hmm. talk about this. Mm-hmm. They won't do that, you know. But right. it's strength in numbers. We have a lot of numbers, so therefore, when we tell the company, hey, we need to talk about this, they'll listen. Now. I, I want to back up for a second and and, uh-huh. and and hit on before I want to dig a little bit deeper with this whole Amazon thing. But I want to back up and talk about the unemployment issues, for instance, that have come out. For instance, uh, there are people who have been on enhanced unemployment benefits that used to work in places like Amazon and so on and so forth. But because they had so many occurrences, non-union, <clears throat> some of them lost their jobs and uh, have been on a, bent on unemployment. But now they're being told that certain benefits they had, they're, they're no longer going to be there. And the jobs that are available to them or the money that they're making, it's like some of them are starting over. So instead of making the 16 or 18 or $20 an hour, they're coming into $7.25, $11, $12 an hour. Um, it is, how does a union operate how would a union operate in that space if you had people that did have to be off? <clears throat> Maybe they had COVID or they had family members that had COVID or they were off for any variety of excusable reasons. And now they have to go back to work. Um, how, does the clock start over for your members or are they able to pick up with the pay that they had? So with our members, um, they can be out for a year. And okay. as long as it's covered under, you know, some kind of doctor's note, or even we have another uh, part in our contract, um, or in one of our contracts is um, they can extend their leaves of absences 30 days at a time. Mm-hmm. So with us, you know, we're covered. You, you're not going to lose any seniority rights, meaning um, if you have, you know, 25 years there and you have six weeks vacation, when you come back, you're going to have your 20 years there with six weeks vacation. You're not going to lose anything. Your pay is going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Um, your your uh, your job. You're not even going to lose your job. Your job title will still be the same. So if you're if you're used to being off on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, you're still going to be off on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays when you come back six months later. You know. So even if have, they've been on unemployment, even if they had enhanced unemployment benefits or any unemployment benefits. They can so, still come back. So if if so for us, you can't you can't uh, quit. So if you quit, then that's different. But okay. if they were just having to be off due to the pandemic, then you're covered. You okay, know? I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Okay. But but if you're quitting, then you know you're saying you you give up everything. Okay, so that's different. That's different. Well, how would you advise people? You know, there are people who are dealing with the unemployment. And, you know, quite frankly, for some people, this is the first time they were ever ever able to save anything. Now they're being told they have to go back to their $7.25, $7.25 an hour job. Um, how, how do you imagine that working for those families and could employees like that could they individually unionize how about that what options do you think are available for for individuals like that i would definitely definitely um try to unionize and the reason why is because the pay is going to jump you know um the benefits are going to be better because that's what we do we we fight for the pay we fight for the benefits um it it is it is 
very hard because we did have a lot of people uh, in general, not in our plants, but in general that they did quit because they were making more money <laughs> by being at home. I mean, it was just the way it was just what it was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what I would tell the people is that you need to really look at, at this job. You know, mm-hmm. is this a job that you really want to be at long term? If it's not, then, you know, look for a job that is something that is more stable, that you mm-hmm. would be able to be at long term and to unionize. When you unionize, you have it's like like I always tell people, I'm your lawyer. You got to tell me what's going on so I can fight for you. If I don't know what's going on for you, I can't fight for you. Mm-hmm. And being being your lawyer, I can go in there and I can, you know, fight on your behalf mm-hmm. to make sure that if you have to be off for whatever reason, that you're covered before you leave the door. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a just, well, we'll we'll wait and see, you know, because that's, that's very... Um, that's very hard for people because especially if, if someone has, has a family, you know, you have a family at home. It's a hard decision. Yes. yes because, you know, as you, you look at it on one way, well, I gotta be out. I gotta be out. You know, I don't have a choice. I gotta be out. But then when you look at it the other way, it's like, but what am I going to do when I have to come back? Am I going mm-hmm. to be able to come back? Mm-hmm. So those are things that we fight for them and they know about that beforehand. So when you're out because of whatever reason, you know, if you, you know, had to have surgery or whatever the case is, you know that that job is still there for you when you come back. And we even, in our contracts, we even um, put contract language in there that they get a portion of their pay while they're out, even if it doesn't have anything to do with uh, work. You know, if they, mm-hmm. if they were, we have, because we have people, you know, getting car accidents or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have to be off, you know, they might have to have surgery or whatever, and they're still getting a portion of their pay. That's just a benefit to that employee. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Now unions have, uh, like I said before, they've gotten a bad rap, and some companies have said that unions are the reason why a lot of them have gone to other countries to seek out employees to work for them because they've made it impossible to hire people at fair wages. Um, now, before I ask whether or not, of course, you agree with that, what I really want to ask the question uh, is. Do you think that unions have a role in the economic comeback of this country after this pandemic? And if so, what would this role be? Uh, I believe so. Um, you know, with with the unions, what we do is we try to help the people. You know, a lot of times people get into uh, sticky situations where they need somebody to help them. Mm-hmm. And we're the voice to help them. And with this, um, uh, you know, with with everything coming back around now, the unions can help you to, like I said, you know, get your pay and get your benefits. Because, like I said, it's all it's all one package. Yes, we do. When you you know, you if you look it up, most places that are union, they get paid more money, you know, and and when I say that, you have to look at the overall package, you know. Mm -hmm. Not only the dollar amount, but the benefits that's also included in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if with the companies, they say that the unions are the, are the reason why they have to go overseas and all of that. They don't have to go overseas. Just like the Kroger company, um, the CEO he just got like a twenty two point four million dollar bonus. 
So I don't I don't see how one person <laughs> needs a twenty two point four million dollar bonus, and then you say, well, it's hard for us to pay pay the people. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not hard for you to pay the people. Maybe it's hard to pay the people, not the person. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 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 more of like anything else with anybody else. Right, right. If you want a fifty thousand dollar car. You have to plan to have a $50,000 car. If the companies want to pay the people $7 an hour, if they want to pay them $20 an hour, they just have to plan to pay them $20 an hour. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the things that the company, the companies have and that they do, they know that if they do this, it's going to save them X amount of dollars. So that's why you see, for instance, all of the stores now, they have those uh, self-checkouts. Yeah. The self-checkouts is because now we don't have to have 10 lines open. We can have three lines open and we have five self-checkouts and boom. We just mm-hmm. cut out all these people's pay. We don't have to pay them no more. We don't have, to have any insurance, insurance on them anymore. You know, it's just a big pay cut for them. But mm-hmm. the problem is when the companies, when they find the, the next best thing, the new technology and so on and so forth that helps their company and saves the company money, they never pass it on to the employees unless the unions or someone someone have to tell have to say, hey, you know, you need to pass this on to them. They're not going to do it when you have three employees sitting in a Walmart saying, hey, y'all should pay us more money. No, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. But well, when you have a bigger entity telling right. them, hey, you know, you got to do this. You know, we're this we're, this is what we're putting in the contract. We're going to have to have some kind of bargaining over this. Right, right, right. Well, my last question to you is that do you think there are industries that should not unionize? It's kind of hard to say, you know, and the reason why I say that is because if you have a company that goes above and beyond and helps you and they will look out for you in any in any situation they got your back then it will be hard to say you got to have a union because mm-hmm. the company is treating you good they're treating you fair now the only problem that we do have is that companies if you don't have a contract then the companies can change at any time we see companies all the time now they, they merge with sprint just merge with t-mobile and so on and so forth they merge and they change ceos and they they change ownerships so today the company that you're working with may be great it may be an awesome 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 company and you may get all the benefits and and more you know you might have your stock options and so on and so forth but the only problem is is that when that that company changes hands then everything can change because there's no contract there's nothing saying that we have to do this or we have to do that there's there's nothing there's nothing yeah well on that we're gonna have to let that be the last word for now and i'm sure there's so much more we could cover on this topic but i just want to thank our listeners for their contribution to this topic and thank you so much richie for being with us today Uh, again our guest richie griffin is the president of the bakery confectionery tobacco workers and grain millers union 372a that is a mouthful (laughs) which is a member of the afl-cio we're in power in numbers for those of you who want to join in the discussion 
discussion, reach out to us on our website at pointcast.news for future podcasts. If any of you want to connect with uh, Richard Griffin and, and, and discuss uh, anything or have questions with him, also feel free to reach out to us on our Pointcast News uh, website, and we will be sure to get those messages over to him. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Elyad Productions, for their continued support. And to all of our listeners, keep the conversation going. That's it, good people. Have a good one and be sure to join us next time.